0: Hello and welcome to episode two of A Year with St. Joseph. Um, by way of introduction, my name is Joseph Bowley. I am 33 years old. I have a wonderful wife and four beautiful children, uh, three girls and a boy. Uh, and I've uh, you know been thinking and praying about doing this podcast or something like this for uh, quite a while now. And uh, finally felt led to do it uh, when... Uh, Pope Francis dedicated this year, year of 2021, to St. Joseph. And I uh, thought this would be the good opportunity to do that. So I uh, will be posting one of these podcasts every month uh, for the rest of the year. So uh, hopefully you will enjoy this and tune in next time. So um, last month, uh, at the end of January, I posted a podcast. We talked about um, kind of connecting uh, St. Joseph um to Joseph of, in the Old Testament, um, and just kind of talked about like my own take on on Joseph's sort of personality. Uh, you know, based on was he quiet or or was he just uh, someone that spoke when necessary, and and what that looked like, what that that meant. Um, and as I mentioned, if this is your first time with us, you know, I encourage you to go back and and uh, listen to that and get kind of a better understanding. But uh, you know, I'm going to be talking about this through a few different lenses: uh, the lens of scripture, the lens of history, um, and then my own personal encounters through prayer and reflection on Saint Joseph as well. So uh, today, I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, well, maybe back up a little bit. I I've been kind of thinking lately as, as I've been going through the uh, Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz. I've been thinking about chivalry uh and chivalry in the bible and and where it's really demonstrated and illustrated in the bible and uh so we're we're in the new or the old testament if you're if you're involved at all in that podcast and one of the challenges there is that um chivalry's kinda hard to come by <laughs> um you you see some of the uh the way the men behave in the Old testament and you're just you cringe really um, you're not real impressed with a lot of their behavior. So I'm starting to think about this, you know, where is, where is chivalry, you know, in the Bible, where is it demonstrated? Who really gives us that good example? And, uh, you know, in, in 2021 society, it seems like we're trying to kick the shit out of chivalry and get it the heck out of here, which is, I think, very unfortunate. Uh, and it just involves a big misunderstanding maybe of what chivalry is or should be. But, then I started doing, you know, thinking about this podcast that I'm working on. And I'm like, you know, St. Joseph is the model of chivalry, um, at least in my opinion. And and when you look at his his life, which I'll kind of go through here in a little bit, uh, hopefully you'll see that as well. But one of the things I wanted to look at it through is the lens of uh, one of the, the verses that my wife and I had at our wedding. So we went with the incredibly popular... A verse that says, um, you know, women be subordinate to one another in reverence of Christ. Wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of his wife, just as Christ is head of the church. He himself is the savior of the body as the church is subordinate to Christ. So wives should be subordinate to their husbands in everything. So, you know, definitely a power trip verse for me. um, But obviously, so that was not, well, hopefully, obviously, at least maybe I should clarify. That was not. Uh, the goal or the purpose. The reason for that verse is, one, the the term subordinate in that verse is put under the mission of. Um, And the reason that I wanted to use that verse, and and my wife and I, through discussion and prayer, you know, we settled on this verse, and we both agreed that it was was the right verse for our family uh, to have at our wedding, was the second part. Because if subordinate means to be putting yourself under the mission of your husband, the next part is what is the mission of your husband? And I have a very strong devotion to Jesus um, crucified uh, on the cross and, and his passion. Not just because of what that act by Jesus has done for me, but because if I am to emulate Christ, that is what I am called to do. Most importantly, I am called to do that to my, for my wife. So the second part of that verse is husbands love your wives. As Christ loved the church and handed himself over her, to her, to sanctify her, cleansing her by the water of the word, that he might be present to himself the church in splendor without spot, etc., etc. I don't want to give go through all the details, but um. So also husbands should love their wives as their own bodies, and etc. But the point is, is that what is the mission of the husband and the father is to put. Uh, his wife and his family before all of his own needs in fact to his own death to his own torture to his own demise as christ did on the cross um and you know it follows up by you know they should love their wives as their own bodies well if we are doing that then if if my wife is submissive and i'm using air quotes submissive to me well that means that obviously i'm going to be looking to what she wants and desires and needs and responding to it um and so the, the, the bigger picture of that is that I am called to, to really um, put my life on the line for my family. And that was really powerful to me. And so again, on my reflection of Joseph as this chivalrous man, that's uh, what I began to see. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, hold on a second, you can't you can't uh, see Joseph's reflection in that because Joseph was long dead when when uh, Paul wrote that letter to the Ephesians, um, and you'd be correct. However, if if uh, Joseph, who was uh, said to be a just man, which will be a title of one of my future podcasts, Joseph the Just Man, um, if if he was a just man and he was seeking God, you don't need to read that verse in Ephesians to know. That to love your wife means you're going to lay your life down for her, and he also, you know, grew up. He he watched Jesus grow up and saw Jesus' life and saw Jesus' you know teachings and who he was as a man. And being a man, I believe, as Joseph was of of pure heart um, and a just man it's intrinsic that he would know how to love his wife and therefore demonstrated it. So how did, how did he do that? And why do I see Joseph as a as a chivalrous man and really the, the model of a husband and a father in my life um, that I look to? Uh, so first of all, what happens? We'll play a little bit through this story, but Mary goes out, you know, she's doing her thing, and an angel appears to her and gives her, like, the most shocking news of all time. Um, you are gonna have a baby, and we know how that works, and we know you didn't do that, but it's still gonna happen, and also it's gonna be God. So cool, go tell your husband, he's gonna love this news, right? So, Mary goes on, and she's like, Well, this is uh interesting because I'm supposed to be, I said, I said husband, they're betrothed, so uh, wordplay there, but regardless. She's got to explain this situation to Joseph. Now, they're technically, I guess, not married, but based on what a betrothal was, historically speaking, basically. And um, so Joseph finds out that his bride-to-be is pregnant, and Joseph is, surprised. here, not the father. Um, So next steps, historically speaking, is... Related to finding a pile of rocks and some angry people to chuck them at up uh, this poor woman. So fortunately, Joseph was was a uh, again a just man, um, and he's like, "Well, okay, I'm um, I'm imagining now if I'm in Joseph's shoes here, uh, pretty upset, pretty hurt, pretty confused. Um, the person that I love that I want to spend the rest of my life with." has just told me that she is pregnant with God. And uh, that's troubling <laughs> on a few different levels. Um, and so it, it, when I think of of myself and my selfish nature, back to when I was single, if I had a, a uh, significant other that had cheated on me, I would not have the best of intentions for that person. <laughs> um, I, I uh, remember a friend of mine uh, who told me that she was upset with a ex-boyfriend, and she wanted him tied down and birdseed poured on his eyes. Um, and having birds uh, then attack his eyes. So, you know, those are some of the things that uh, people in relationships feel like when they are wronged by their significant other. So you could imagine Joseph has some of this, this strife and this frustration and, and anger. And um, so now it's his right to basically have Mary killed. Um, now, wrong, obviously bad. Shouldn't be the way of things, um, but at that time it was. And so Joseph again realizes, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do that to Mary. I'm very confused. I'm frustrated. I don't know what's going on. But that is not what I'm going to have happen to to this person who I who I still love. But I'm I'm very confused. So to protect her, I will secretly divorce her. Um, and, and the purpose of the conversation, I'm going to secretly basically call off the wedding. And that way, she hasn't been unfaithful. She hasn't cheated on me. I'll make it look like, you know what, we were apart. And then this happened. And uh, so therefore, we will not accuse her of cheating or being um, unfaithful. And it will spare her life. Um, and And even offer her some dignity. So is you know again, stoning your wife not not a thing that ever should have been allowed or should be allowed. Um, but to the point Joseph chooses a selfless act to say, I'm going to call this marriage off in secret, not publicly. So that people don't know when it happened, they don't know the timeline, and they now have prote- he's protected Mary and given her some of her dignity. Now, granted, she never lost her dignity. <laughs> granted, but but Joseph doesn't know this. Um, now, I will clarify. There are some other theories around this. Some people, some people, and I've read that they have said that Joseph believed her immediately, um, but didn't think he should be the father, and that was why he chose to divorce her in secret was because he didn't think he should be the one raising the Son of God, um, but he did fully believe Mary. Now, I guess in my, again, broken state as a human, um, as Joseph was as well, but uh, I, I find that difficult to believe. But it's, I mean, I guess it's possible when I think about different... So there's there's people I've known growing up that have been very, very, very holy. They have really demonstrated Christ in their day-to-day lives, um, both males and females, to the point where if, if any of them had... Uh, either fathered a child or, or become pregnant out of wedlock. It would have been jaw-dropping. Very shocking. So I guess uh, if... I would still not think they carried the Messiah if they told me that, but, um, but it would be very shocking. Now, none of those people were born without original sin like Mother Mary was. None of those people were sinless like Mother Mary was. So I've never seen anybody as pure and as holy as Mother Mary in person. So maybe, perhaps, there'd be a way that she would be so pure, so holy that he would look at her and go, you know what? Yes, there's no reason to think that she's lying to me. Because you've been able to be around this person that has has um demonstrated basically pure holiness almost. So so I guess that could be feasible. I just personally can't comprehend it. So um so again step one that that's where Joseph again he he chooses to out himself just take himself out of the picture to to spare Mary. Um now he goes to bed because what are you going to do after that you're pretty depressed you you, you grab a, whatever they drank alcoholic back then I would hope um a lot of it and then pass out. And uh, that's not in the Bible just in case you're wondering it doesn't say Joseph got hammered drunk and fell asleep but that's what I would have done. And he uh has a dream and in the dream he is told that mary is telling him the truth he is she is in fact pregnant um, by the holy spirit and she is carrying the son of god and he is supposed to marry her and become the father the foster father of the son of god so wow uh there's there's a a a bunch to take in so we'll probably touch on this again another podcast on on sort of joseph's obedience but He goes in and he decides that he's going to then move forward. He's not going to divorce Mary. He's going to marry her. Now, that's awesome, you know, right? Now he knows that, okay, wow, she is. Actually, I probably need to apologize to her because I didn't believe her. But it still creates a pretty difficult situation, right? So now he's going, okay, well, great. And I get to marry this person, and she's been faithful, and I love her, and this is awesome. But we can't like go telling people, Oh yeah, well, don't worry. She's pregnant. It's the Son of God. Whatever. No. Now, if people know that Mary is pregnant, and it's not by Joseph, and he's going to marry her anyway, what does Joseph look like to the public, right? Um, He looks like a guy that can get pushed around. He's, he's kind of whatever. I mean, it just doesn't give him a very good look, probably publicly. And he's a businessman, right? He's a carpenter. He's, he's involved in the community. So there's a big impact on him to say yes to, to that call from God to, um, to, to choose to marry, continue with his marriage to Mary and, and raise the son of God. Now, Mary's, yes, is even more significant, but you see the challenges and what, what Joseph has to take on is I will take on this appearance of a man who is who is choosing to marry a woman who is pregnant by someone that is not me. Now, she wasn't, and he knew that, and she knew that, but again, not something you can be telling people without them thinking that you need to be put away somewhere else. Um, so again, I, again, another powerful way of, of putting... His spouse first and putting Jesus first and doing it to the detriment of himself, Uh, his personal image, his public image, which I think is is very, again, telling of that chivalrous side of St. Joseph, that dying to himself, that dying as Christ did on the cross um, for love of Mary and for love of Jesus. So that's, you know, that sets a good example. Uh, that's a way that Joseph sets a good example to me of what it means to be a, a husband and a father uh, and really in, inspires me to to love my wife um, like Christ loves the church. And I, I do want to make a couple of things clear uh, as far as chivalry is concerned. You know, chivalry isn't about doing something for uh your wife or your spouse if you're a guy um, because they need you to or they're incapable of it themselves. Uh, chivalry is not about ability to do things and and you know that type of thing. Uh, chivalry is about putting somebody above yourself, putting somebody on a pedestal, treating them um, with with amazing respect and let's be clear Mother Mary did not need. A hero of a husband, uh, she's quite capable. Um, I mean, th- the woman kicked the crap out of the devil while barefoot in a dress holding a baby. I have the statue to prove it. So, um, you know, she didn't need a chivalrous husband. She didn't need a hero of a husband, but she deserved it. Um, and all the ladies listening, you know, that's something that you should deserve. You de- you do deserve. And you should expect. Um, so you know, don't settle for for less than that. And obviously, understand that your husband's a human, and he's going to screw up if he's anything like me. But um, you know, expect to be treated um, with honor and with respect uh, because you deserve to be treated that way. And and guys, on uh, that are listening to this podcast, you know, you know, try to emulate Saint Joseph, and and be that man who loves your wife, loves your spouse like Christ loves the Church um, by laying his life down for it. Uh, I often, uh, look into my wife's beautiful brown eyes and, and I will say to her, um, you know, how have I emulated St. Joseph this week? And her beautiful brown eyes will look back at me, extremely confused. And she'll say, what the hell are you talking about? You have literally never asked me that question. Which would be true. However, I think about it sometimes. Um, so I do, I do try to think about how St. Joseph, uh, lived his life as the husband, of Mary and the father of Jesus, or the foster father of Jesus, and uh, I try to look to that as an example. Um, so I I hope you do as well, and if you don't, I hope you start to because guys, you know, let's let's look to Joseph as as how we should behave as men and ladies that you're li- that are listening, um, you know, expect that expect that out of your your boyfriend, your husband, uh, the man in your life, because you deserve to be treated with the same respect and honor that uh, Joseph treated our Blessed Mother with. So thank you guys all for listening. Uh, have a great Lent, depending on when you started listening to this. But uh, uh, as of right now, it is currently Fat Tuesday. Um, so many of you may be signing off uh, for uh, off of social media for a Lent in Penance. So uh, feel free to private message me if you'd like me to make sure to keep you in the loop for the podcast that will happen in March during Lent. Um, but otherwise, you guys have a great day. God bless. Uh, St. Joseph, pray for us. And please tune in next month. Thank you.